Welcome to the EI Cafe with Azim, where I'll give late look back at the lives and business of today's most important elements with emotional intelligence. You will learn how emotional intelligence can be a key factor for your success in both personal and professional life. From leadership, collaboration, organization culture, positive mindset to raising kids. You will hear key life lessons and tips from most prominent personalities, business leaders, entrepreneurs, emotional intelligence practitioners and executive coaches from all over the world. So sit back, relax with a cup of coffee and let's get into the show. This is EI Cafe with Azim. Inspiring people made more impactful with our knowledge partner Pick a Book. So let me tell you a little bit about Pick a Book. It's a global book reading movement that inculcates the habit of reading in each and every one of us. If you are wondering why this happens, it is simply because we are living in a generation we are getting lost in technology and most of them don't even see it. People tend to lose the importance of reading a book every now and then. As a book reading club, we try to inspire and change participants' self by engaging them in a habit of reading. If you are interested in getting to know more about the global movement, do get in touch with them via Facebook or the email which is reading at pickabook.club. And if you are interested in taking Pickabook as a franchise to your own city or country, do get in touch and let us know and we would love to encourage people to get into the habit of reading. Pickabook, a global reading moment. Global pandemic made working virtually necessary as a result of quarantining at home and social distancing. This means that learning to successfully lead in a virtual environment is now an essential and a core competency of organization leaders. A very warm welcome to the show and I am your host Azim Sahir, a human capital specialist, a Lego series play facilitator, ICF certified coach and an emotional intelligence practitioner. Here we are again for another episode of 30 minutes of valuable learning. In today's episode, we are going to talk about something really, really relevant to the current corporate environment. That is leadership emergence in virtual teams. Currently, everybody's working from home, social distancing. How does leaders work around this particular element? To discuss about this, I have one of my very good colleagues all the way from UK He's joining us today. Let me introduce him. He's an author, speaker, founder, and a futurist. After 25 years in the corporate world, mainly in organizational and leadership development roles, he is now through his leadership consultancy named Leadership Architecture, which provides the organization with innovative mindset and leadership thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome Paul Cook. Hi, thank you. Great to be here. How are you doing today, Paul? How are you? I'm really good, really good. Yeah, ready to go. Looking forward to the questions. So first and foremost, on behalf of the cafe, um, I'd like to thank you for spending your valuable time with me in the cafe today to discuss an important topic. Um, as you know, Paul, that currently, uh, you know the topic, leadership emerging in virtual teams. Um, currently, the whole yeah. global corporate entity is working from home, most of them. Um, it's not the uh, 2019 leadership style going to happen in 2020 or 21 going further. 
in that element, um, we would like to have this conversation begin with this particular questions. Um, the world has had adapt to a working virtually now, right? Now, how has this impacted what you do, Paul? Yeah, yes. So, you, you know, so as you mentioned, I've, I've got a, a leadership consultancy called Leadership Architecture. And what I specialize in is building leadership capability for organizations. And what I do is define leadership for organizations, build leadership development strategy, and then provide the appropriate solutions. Now, from a consultancy perspective, is the first, first thing that I do. It's been massively impacted this year. And the reason being is, is that when we initially, um, I guess, were affected by the pandemic, what I'm calling the pandemic era now, and lockdown, organizations automatically started to push back projects. They started to cancel projects. And it's very understandable because of everything that was going on in the world. You know, at, at times we was losing touch with some organizations. So it has been a difficult year uh, from a consultancy perspective. What I also do is, as, as you mentioned, I'm a speaker. So the face-to-face -face events, I, I was, I'd flown to Croatia giving a talk, I was in Paris, and then I was flying to Barcelona and it got canceled. You know, the, the, the gig I call speaking gigs, it got canceled completely. So, you know, all of that face-to-face -face stuff, the events that I'd normally do, that's gone. So automatically, you've got to think differently about what you do. So I had dabbled a little bit with virtual, uh, you know, virtual meetings and, and virtual talks, but, you know, literally I had to get right into the Zoom revolution and start thinking differently about the way I presented and how I gave keynote talks. I think where I've seen uh, the big uplift is that because of lockdown and everything that's gone on in the world, um, it's been impacting people's mindsets and their mental health. Now, I've published three books on mindsets with the, the most recent being Reframe Your Mindset, Redefine Your Success. And what that defines is the mindset equation for success. So I have a very unique coaching system that, that I use around the mindset equation. And what I have seen is an uplift when it comes to coaching um, less so with the consultancy and speaking, <clears throat> but more so with the coaching at this moment in time. So I guess how it's been impacting me is making sure that I'm active, doing what I can do best in the virtual world that we all now live in, in the hope at some point we will get back to some of that face-to-face -face stuff. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Even I am really curious to get that face-to-face -face thing coming up. Um, as, as you said, you know, this pandemic has brought a lot of challenges as well as opportunities, right? Um, um, at the same time, right, uh, from working with organization, currently, what are the leadership challenges um, in the times we now live in, especially with pandemic, right, virtually? And so much of uncertainty and change, what sort of leadership challenge do you, you, do you feel the organizations are fa facing in terms of leadership? Yeah, I think, before we, we go to what's happening virtually, I do take a step back because I go, a lot of stuff that did it, it, it doesn't go away. So, you know, if, if you go into the automotive industry as an example, then, you know, what they were trying to get past is the, this command and control style of leadership, move to more empowering leadership. You know, in, in the fintechs, it's about retaining talent, you know, and, and in, say, the financial services, you still have pockets of command and control leadership. So, some of those can, some of those um, issues before we even got to pandemic, you know, if, if an organisation has silos, that that doesn't go away. Now, if we now relate that to to the, the virtual world, the organisations that I've been talking to this year, the priority has been around defining the new normal, 
and then actually showing a lot more empathy and compassion around what you know their, their team people their leaders their individuals the employees what they're actually going through so you know if you think about some of the things that i've been hearing it's been around and um, firstly time you know the, the the time to concentrate on work because there's that many distractions at home there's also there's a lot of people are not switching off so it's where's that cut off between work and you know your home life and where people used to drive to work do a day's work and then come home and switch off they find it really difficult to, to differentiate between the two team communications a lot more fragmented with with, with with some organizations so it's it's working on that the fact that some people feel isolated you know so so leaders really need to think about how they're dealing with the people you know really getting to know the people a lot better and it, it, it sounds it sounds really sad that we're actually saying in a virtual environment we should know our people better because we should have been doing that in the first place and i do think that people miss the office banter that the ability to just be able to ask a question and you know if there was any type of silo there a virtual environment it you know it, it just makes it worse really now some of the sessions that i've been running for organizations have been around improving remote leadership skills i've been around creativity enhancing creativity in a virtual environment and also how to motivate others in a, in a virtual environment so that's some of the more tactical stuff that i've been doing but as i say that's kind of what i've been hearing when i've been talking to organizations at the moment i would like to ask this particular question um, on this in the same element now you said pre covid and now getting into new normal do you think leaders um, getting to know more people on this particular period of time or how do you feel yeah i think when when it comes to to leadership in the virtual world i think that naturally when we first got locked down i think everybody was just trying to adapt to the technology and get used to the technology i think in your first instance as a leader what you think about is how am i going to do exactly what i'm doing in a face to face environment in a virtual environment and that takes a little bit of time to work that through and obviously get through uh, get used to the technology as well you know and i know as you said in the last question it, it's also about how well you know your people i think the the amazing thing in a virtual world is that when you have meetings it does give everybody a voice so what people are more likely to and what i've experienced is when i have these virtual meetings networking and talking with organizations everybody has a chance to talk it seems to be a lot more polite via zoom and and you know obviously all all the platforms that you can use now um the advice that i really do give i think if you want to motivate people in a virtual environment as a leader you really have got to get to know them and and just a very simple exercise to say that you can do is if you get if you create a table or a spreadsheet and you put a list of your team's names down one side and across the top if you put a list of things you should know about them like are they married what's the partner's name or the wife husband's name what are the kids names what are their hobbies and interests where do they go on holiday or where do they plan to go on holiday at some point in the future what are their goals in work what's their development look like at the moment and anything you want to add that you think you should know and what you do is you then complete that without asking them you complete it based on what you know not what you guess and what you will see is that you find out exactly what you know about your people and what it highlights is you will know some people really well and are probably the ones that you get on with best and it'll leave gaps where actually you've got to go away and get to know your people better so it's thinking about what their personality like how are they being impacted by lockdown who have they got around them and understanding all of that information 
as well as what's their career agenda and still managing their performance to get the best out of them. And I think when it comes to that virtual world, being more human and compassionate right now is so important. Absolutely. I think what I am trying to um, uh, summarize from your end, what you said was people are getting more engaged than when they're in office. Am I correct, Paul? Yeah, I, I think I think there's, there's two parts to it. I think there's one part where people, I think, in when they're on Zoom, are more engaged. I think that there's a certain amount of self-isolation when people aren't in meetings. You know, so working from home, you don't have people around you then. Now, that's, that's for extroverts, those people who like and get their energy off people, that's going to have a massive impact on them. Bizarrely, for introverts, you think, would be happy at home. Well, they're, they're, they've probably got distractions at home that they don't want this sometimes that they wouldn't get in work. You know, you'd say, well, actually, in work sometimes, and it's better for me as an introvert because I can crack on. I only get the odd distraction, but at home, I'm distracted all the time. But it's different for different people. So for me, it's understanding your people and their situation as best as you can. And then you'll be able to motivate them. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think I, I can't agree more on that. Building that relationship is really crucial in this particular time of period. Um, with that, Paul, I would like to get a direction on this particular question. Uh, now, how has this impacted how leaders should lead in a virtual team? It's not normal normal situation now. It's totally different. Um, it's not like I'm just in front of your office or something like that. We are just connecting through virtual platforms, right? How, how do you think, what are the impact that leaders should lead in virtual teams? That's on what I was just talking about. You know, if you want to lead and lead well, then you've got to know your people really, really well. And you've got to understand what they're actually going through. So there's that human aspect, the compassion and the empathy. At the same time, when you're leading people, you've got to inform them. You've got to keep the communication lines open and clear. And I do think that there needs to be an element of, yeah, it's business focused. We're still focused on performance, but at times getting the team together just to have some fun and making sure that you're continually engaging the team without them feeling like you're micromanaging them. And I think that's the best, you know, the, the couple of things there is probably making sure communication's clear, you know, getting to know your people and then still having that element of fun and making it as, as fun as you possibly can. You know what, just, it just came to my mind, Paul, you know, when we are not in virtual, right? We are human being connect to connect. We always talk about technology, right? And when we are using technology, we are always talking about human connection, compassion, empathy, you know, understanding. How great is yeah. that? Yeah, ab ab absolutely. You know, I, I kind of look at it and go, the way the world's gone is we've basically just pressed the fast forward button. You know, we, we've literally, I, the world was going to go this way anyway. You know, I think it was going to be a, a combination of face-to-face, -face, but it was going to be a more hybrid model of where we'd be working more virtually. And I think what this ironically is doing is making us, through technology, understand the importance of being human. Absolutely. So in that element, can you, can you explain to our listeners, like, how do you create a leadership culture within the organization when we all work on a virtual team? Yeah. And, and I look at it, whether you're working virtually or not, the thing that you have to do and i think it's really important right now because we're talking about being more human and being more compassionate so these elements of leadership that should exist anyway 
but we're bringing them to the fore at this moment of time. So what I do say is that if you want to create a leadership culture, what you need to do in organizations is define leadership for the organization at that particular time. So what I think organizations should be doing is taking a step back to think about what leadership means in the organization now, and then identifying the key critical behaviors based on the situation that we find ourselves in. Now, the importance of this and defining this is because if you want to create a leadership culture, what you need, then need to do is you need to embed that in the organization so your leaders have an understanding of what good looks like. Now, I find a lot of organizations in situations like this will go, we need to do some remote leadership. Let's get some training. And we throw the training at our leaders. And do you know what? Some of it might stick, but some of it doesn't. And the reason being is, is that if you want to create that leadership culture, you need to define what good looks like first. When you've done that and leaders understand that, you then bring in the appropriate solutions aligned to those critical behaviors. And that's the way you develop a leadership culture. Now, the significance right now is because we're in a virtual world, there's some critical behaviors that should be in your leadership model. And once again, as I just said, define that, embed that, and then develop the leaders with the solutions. That's the way I'd go about it. Right. Paul, in that process, what would be a best suggestion you can, or a solution you can give it to us if there's a resistance to change, even though you have defined that leadership on the virtual environment? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 way, the way to go about it is before we even get to resistance to change, is that you actually, part of your research is, is about involving your people. So you're not going to go out and go, you know, the CEO goes, I've now decided leadership looks like this. Yeah. It's about going to your people and going, right, we want to, we want to consult with you around what leadership should be for the organization. And we want you to have involvement and impact instead of developing the model that we need to take us forward into the future. And I think when you have that level of engagement and communication with your people and they feel involved, you're less likely to then meet with resistance. So it's really about involving your people in the design process so that when you go, we've launched this and we've launched this from your feedback, from consulting with you. And then we've got a model. And actually, do you know what? We're still going to shape that model because we're still going to create it, but you've had input into it and then you roll it out and you get less resistance more people are engaged and on board. So uh, the clear message, what you're trying to tell is, it is not the environment before what we had, and it, we have to re reorganize ourselves, reorganize our values, reorganize our systems, which match for the future, which is going to be the way forward and, and getting more engagement into it, right? More human element yeah. coming into picture. Yeah, absolutely. For now and the future. So although we're thinking of the future, we obviously based the situation that we're in, we've got to think about right now as well. Absolutely. So in that line, how is technology supporting the leadership development for the virtual teams? Yeah, I think that when it comes to leadership development, there's some great fintechs out there. They, they develop brilliant software. There's the likes of Magpie. And what Magpie does is it uses... And machine learning to make recommendations. So, you know, you go in, set your profile up and I've been through it. And then all of a sudden it starts providing me with the type of learning opportunities and materials that I'm interested in to help develop me. You know, Cornerstone in Demand, 
They have a wide variety of solutions in their platform. So I'm only mentioning a couple there. There's, there's a lot of technology that supports leadership development right now. And it's from a self-service perspective. So it's allowing individuals, if you've got this type of set software in the organization, to do literally, it's like um, Netflix, you know, it's, it's you can go and self-serve and pick the option best for you. What I do say is, is with this type of technology, it shouldn't be your whole leadership development strategy. The self-service technology should be part of the leadership development strategy. So there's lots of other different ways of developing leaders. And for an example, I mean, one of the things maybe people think we've lost at the moment is experiential learning. Now, experiential learning massively makes a difference in step changing behaviors and positively changing behaviors because it's immersive, it's, it's happening in the instance. Now, actually, it's a bit like we're, we're all in a simulation at the moment with everything that's going on in the world. It's all experiential at the moment, right? But actually, there's things that you can still do in the virtual world. You know, you can still have mentors. You can still create challenges. You can still get people together over projects to collaborate and still have those immersive experience, that experiential learning. This once again part of your leadership development strategy. Like the technology is, you know, it's all part of this strategy that helps build great leaders for the future and future-proof the leaders as well. So there is some brilliant technology out there that you can use. But just my advice would be, it's part of your leadership development strategy. It's not all of it. Thank you for sharing that, Paul. Well, I just want to know, um, just, just came into my mind that you have been working with some of the clients, like uh, in, in that aspect, to 2019 and 2020, uh, how does that element of virtual leadership has evolved. Can you just experience how the change process has made across, if, if, if you are okay to share some example, because it will be better for our, our listeners you know, to get an idea, what sort of a shift they should make in the organization in terms of leadership, getting into that virtual environment? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, if, if you're looking at from a shift from 2019 to 2020, you know, you're talking, about, I was talking to an organization quite recently, and what they basically said is they said, look, everybody was in the office. So everything was face to face. So literally what we've had to do overnight is we've had to literally get everybody at home working from home and get them used to Zoom or you know, um, Microsoft team meetings, whatever it might be. And you go, you know, that actual shift, I think it starts with acceptance is the, the first part of it is as a leader, I've now got to accept the, the way I used to lead face to face a lot of that stuff I can still do virtually. You know, if I have a one-to-one, -one, rather than it being in a room, it's going to be face-to-face, -face, but it's going to be through Zoom. You know, so a lot of the stuff that you used to do, you can still do. You know, if you're going to be coaching an individual, you're still having a conversation face-to-face. -face. It's just not in a room. So I think a little bit of it starts with the acceptance and getting used to the technology. You know, if you're still adapting at this moment in time, you need to adapt fast. You've got to be agile. You know, the leadership behaviors where we go on a more strategic level, you know, we're moving up throughout the organization. That's then more around communication. So if you want to take people with you, it's about the way you, you deliver your messages and still, right. You know, if you think about it, if we could get people in a room and put 100, 200 people in a room and deliver a message, that's always delivered with a certain amount of power. So you can still do that. You know, people are, organizations are having town halls, you know, Zoom's made for, as the example of bringing lots of people together, everybody can hear the same message and you can do that quite frequently. 
you know, so it's just about adapting to the technology and embracing it. That, that's, that would be my, seeing the difference from 20, 2019 to 2020, it is just the acceptance and embracing of the technology that we now use. It's here to stay. Absolutely, here to stay. We have to change accordingly. Uh, okay, Paul, uh, you're almost nearing ending our conversation time. Uh, what are the impacts for leadership in the future? How is it going to be? Yeah, so, so I look, I, I think if we talk about the future, if we just talk about what we're experiencing right now, because it's a little bit like we're, we're experiencing a future that wasn't going to exist because it, it's been, there's been so much exponential change. So let's just go with firstly, if I just define a few things for now, and I'll move to the future. So first, the first thing I'd say is that there's this, as I've mentioned, is focused on human-centered leadership right now. So there's going to be an even greater amount of talk when it comes to leadership about it being human focused. The most successful organizations are those that are agile and collaborate within the organization. They're the ones that are surviving and surviving well. They're moving and moving at pace. Um, and the third part is, is that I think a lot of leaders now are starting to understand the importance of thinking beyond leadership, which is thinking about the whole world and the difference that they can make in the world. So yes, I can make a difference in the organization, but how can I impact and help other people across the world to make their lives better as well. I think they're the types of things that are going on right now. And, um, you know, from conversations I've been having with leaders and organizations, what people are thinking about now, when it goes to the future, like when we go to the future, it's about thinking differently, right? Absolutely. So we know, um, you know, de developing leaders, we talked about technology before. So the likes of the technology that's coming is augmented reality and, you know, the, the AI, it's, it's going to be developed even further to enhance leaders' developments. But I look at it and I go, if you want to think about the future, if we go, say, 20 years ahead, it might be 20, could be 30, I think that you need to think like AI. And the reason I'm saying you need to think like AI is because at some point, the AI of the future will be more intelligent than what we are. And I think if I was thinking like AI, I would be thinking very, very efficiently. And what do I mean by that? I think that AI would understand, and it's a message I deliver right now, is that every single person is a leader and you should treat people like leaders, right? In their own right. And what the AI will do in the future is it will strip out people management. So what you will have is you will have a collective hive working in the organization towards the ultimate goals and agenda and strategy. And the AI itself will have the power to, it's a little bit like Alexa right now. You wake up in the morning, you go, hi, Alexa, you know, give me my news flash. And it gives you the news flash. The difference will be is you'll get in the organization and you'll go, you know, let's say it's Alexa. Hi, Alexa. And Alexa will go, right, Paul, what are you focused on today? And it'll do the people management side and it'll do the leadership side when it comes to managing people. And it'll do the performance management based on what that looks like at that particular time. And people, the way, I, the way I see it is that won't be a requirement. And I think right now there will be fintechs looking at developing that type of software for the future where people management is stripped out and we develop everyone as a leader in their own right. I'm just going to finish on this particular piece is that what worries me, what really worries me is as humans, we're talking about this human focused approach right now. Well, scientifically, the research for the AI and for robots and bots is all that research into what is being human? How do we define it? How can we create that in a robot or an artificial intelligence? 
And what worries me a little bit is that as humans, we become more robotic and the AI of the future becomes more human. That is my biggest worry for the future and for leadership as well. Absolutely. Now, when you talk about it like that, it just it pops on the mind. So what will happen to people? Like if AI is going to take over and where that emotion is going to go, uh, how does it going to really affect us? And will be people at home just like now what we do work from home, will it be like a different dimension? Yeah, that's the question mark. Lo lo lovely, lovely conversation, Paul. I think you correctly just given a picture where we are heading. I think it's really important that one of the key things I pick it up from your conversation, bringing that human-centered approach at the moment with the virtual connection, which is really important in leadership. So Paul, I think we are just almost coming to the end of our conversation. Uh, what is the best message do you like to give it to our listeners who are in the leadership role? You said everybody's need to be a leader. Let's consider everybody as a leader. Uh, but what is the one thing or two thing you can share with us? They can practice and they can try to adapt change to the current context of the corporate virtual environment. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go with two things. The first one is, is if you're leading people, look at your people as to, to me, I've got to be a service to myself as a leader. So I need to be a service to my people. So by understanding them and treating them like leaders in their own right, it makes a massive difference. I don't see myself as a leader being the manager who tells them what to do. I see myself as being the leader who empowers my people and helps them get where they need to go. And just to navigate change, it's all about mindset. So if you've got that positive, adaptable mindset, if you can wake up in the morning and look at every challenge that you've got in a positive way and learn from it, that's the way to continue to move forwards. Wonderful, Paul. Thank you for sharing that. So that's the time we, we have for today. Um, my key takeaway I already shared, it's being human-centered, bring that compassion and empathy into the picture while you are in virtual. And one of the uh, key interesting thing, what I really understood, like when we are not in virtual, we talked about technology, but when we are in technology virtually, we are talking about human feelings. So uh, that's my message and had a wonderful conversation with Paul Koch and hope the listeners got plenty out of it and especially getting into that AI element was fantastic. So Paul, thank you very much for checking in today and spending your valuable time in the cafe. Uh, much appreciated. So ladies and gentlemen, that was Paul Koch, author, speaker, founder and leadership uh, futurist who has been sharing his thought on leadership and emergence in virtual environment. Uh, you can catch hold of Paul on LinkedIn and his social media network. And if you can get his to, uh, to explore more what he does, just get him to log on to www.leadershiparchitecture.co.uk where he does some fantastic job and get connected and explore what he does. Paul, once again, on behalf of the cafe, thank you very much for spending your valuable time. Thank you. that human-centered approach? How do you emerge as a leader in a virtual environment? Some great thoughts and insight by Paul Koch. That's the end of episode number 9. I believe this conversation was very useful for your professional life to build that leadership skill in a virtual environment. 
Special thanks to Paul Koch, author, speaker, founder and leadership futurist for spending his valuable time in the cafe. Stay tuned in for the next episode where I'll be taking another interesting topic in the cafe. EI Cafe with Azim, a 30 minutes of valuable learning. Keep listening, keep learning, keep improving. So that's it for another episode of EI Cafe with Azim. Thank you so much for tuning in and it's really appreciated. Please subscribe to the show so you get an update on my next episode. Write a review to the show and leave a five star to the show. Please do follow me on social media Azim Sahir and do write to me what topic and from whom do you want to hear it from where I will try to get them on board for you. Till I meet you on another exciting episode checking out of the cafe. My name is Azim Sahir. Stay safe and God bless you.